What's up, guys? Artist Version 1 here, and welcome back to another edition of the Three-Way Dance Wrestling Podcast. But tonight, it is not a three-way because, unfortunately, Nick is not joining us. He is, uh, uh, I guess, away on assignment. He's building uh, cat patios and shit, as I saw on Facebook, because um, that's obviously more important than this. Uh, but joining me, as always, is Shelby, a.k.a. Shubs. Make your back crack and your liver quiver. Oh, okay. I was like, wait a minute, what? And then uh, yeah, the liver quiver got me. <laughs> yeah, so I actually thought this was going to be the show that we review All or Nothing. Um, or Double or Nothing, whatever. Whatever yeah. the fuck the show is called. I had no idea until, like, last Friday. And I was like, oh, fuck, that's not this weekend? So uh, then Shelby decided to disappear for a few days. Yeah, <laughs> we had no idea what the fuck we we're doing until Monday. Yeah. So I literally just threw him three retro pay per views. I was like, "Here's a couple ideas. We can pick something else if you want to go for it." And he actually picked the one that I wanted to do the least, even though this yeah. does feature one of my favorite matches of all time. Interesting. You know? Oh, I, really, I know. I really thought you were going to pick Evolution because we were almost going to do that before lockdown. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's not my favorite. I'm I'm not a big. No, I don't hate women's wrestling. I think there's a bit of a, I think people seem to think I hate women's wrestling. That's not true. Um, but I think that's also one that Nick would want to review too. So. Oh, okay. And I think that's it's why I on it in there Cause I, I threw in Slamboree 2000. Cause I figure like, he's not going to pick that. Cause of fucking David Arquette and in your house, ground zero just seems really random. You know? So I was just like, he's going to pick evolution of the three. So we ain't got to worry about it. That or he'll pick a wild card pick, you know? <laughs> but then you're just like ground zero. I was like, okay. All right. I guess we can pull that. <laughs> Because Ground Zero does feature one of my favorite matches of all time. I may have mentioned it once or 50 on the uh, couple episodes here. So, uh, but before we get to all that, we are going to play, you know, It Came From eBay, uh, the three-word dance here tonight. Uh, no after game tonight. We're just going to fucking, we're, we're going to, we're going to treat this like a quickie. We're going to get in and get out, you know. Like Hell yeah. Squirt, squirt the seed and get on out of here, you know. Fuck yeah. Yeah, but before we get to all that, we're going to get to some news. And again, this was another two fucking weeks where, like, there was just nothing. You know, like, fuck. Uh, but yeah. I guess the, uh, I guess we'll start with this one because you'll probably have more to say about, possibly have more to say about this than I will. But uh, we recently lost uh, superstar Billy Graham, classic uh, superstar there, legendary superstar there, I believe former WWF champion. Yeah. Yeah, he won that. Yeah. WWWF champion. Yeah, WWF Worldwide Wrestling Federation. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so, yeah, he was recently put on life support uh, for. What, what did he have? Do you know? Oh. Or was it just like a culmination of things? Fuck. No, it was like. Oh, man. I can't remember. But I remember hearing about it like not that long ago because he made some outlandish comments about, I think it was trans people. And then, like, a month later, he was, like, in the hospital. Heard that one Rick Steiner? <laughs> no, it was it was definitely... <laughs> or fuck. I just typed Billy Gunn. What the fuck am I doing? Billy Graham. Um, yeah, I remember he said... And I think it was, like, specifically about an AEW superstar, whether it was... Um, Probably Sonny Kiss. I was going to say, whether it was Sonny Kiss or somebody else, I'm not sure. But, oh, fucking... That's the fucking religious Billy Graham. Fuck's sake. <laughs> Get it together, um, man. I know. I'm fucking all over the place. I, I have a hard time concentrating on uh, two things at once. Who would know? Um, but, yeah, he, he's he been in the hospital for a little while, and it was looking yeah. kind of dire. I mean, the guy was 
He was not, 79, wasn't it? 79, yes. Yeah, yeah, 79. So, I mean, he lived a... I thought he was a, older, though, to be honest. I thought he was, like, almost in his 90s. Yeah, you would think. Like, it feels so long ago that... Uh, yeah. Yeah, he had an ear and skull infection that got worse, apparently. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, his kidney, his heart, his lungs, they all started being problems, I guess. Um, But, yeah, he just... And he was, like, a pioneer when it came to like eighties wrestling, especially, I mean, yeah. You know, Cause he was, I, he was one of those guys that just started doing like, I wouldn't say flamboyant, but like, uh, you know, wearing the bright colors and yeah. Like the uh, promo, like he did the, I think it's Muhammad Ali was mm-hmm. doing that in boxing, right? He did that fucking crazy promo that like nobody else was doing aside from, I guess, dusty, but even like the colors and all that too. And, you know, he could work, he could definitely work, um, putting his political, politics it's such a side i think he was probably he was yeah, a pioneer it, didn't he and backland and uh he and dusty have some bangers in the 80s yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um and even bruno too um bruno? Yeah. yeah yeah um when he came back in like 1980 something to try and take the belt back from bob backland um he shaved off like all his hair and stopped wearing the bright colors and started doing like a karate master gimmick and apparently that was like a fuck you to Vince uh, Sr. Because uh, Billy Graham always wanted to be a babyface. He thought the character worked better as a babyface. And Vince Sr. never wanted him to be a babyface. So it was like a fuck you to Vince Sr. And that was pretty much the end of him in WWE. I think that was WWF at that time when he came back. And then he went and worked for uh, Crockett for a little while. I think he was at Starcade 83. Did he wrestle one? there or was he just he there? Did. He, he did. did. He did. Oh. Um, I don't remember who he wrestled though. He had like a, it wasn't like a hardcore match necessarily, but it was like a, mm-hmm. some kind of gimmick match. Um, but yeah, it's too bad. Uh, but I mean, you know, like I said, he lived pretty much a full life. I mean, you know, I think 80 is pretty good. Well, 79. <clears throat> 79, but still. Yeah. But, all right. Oh, shit. I got to use a pen and her. Just, you're, for anybody listening at home, I'm doing this like two days after I had hand surgery. So you're going to hear a lot of, ah, tonight so <laughs> be prepared uh next up here uh th- this tells you how bereft the fucking news i have um i don't even know what the fuck we're gonna say about this to be honest i don't even know why i wrote it down but aew collision um was announced uh in the two weeks that we have been or the yeah the week that we were off here uh but the one thing coming from that you know of course everybody's talking about cm punk returning it's been announced to the united center so we all know punk's coming back again woohoo whatever um we've talked that fucking thing to death that's why i didn't even mention the. well punk. apparently he might not be coming back now well no well they said that like if it's they pretty much said that like if they go to chicago it's going to be punk if they go anywhere else punk's not coming right right because of the whole a steel thing yeah yeah so. So it's pretty much since they announced it for Chicago that he's coming, you know, but right. um, the, the other thing that everybody was talking about with the collision announcement is that how similar the collision logo looks to the nitro logo, which ironically um, aired on TNT as well, which is going to be collisions home network. And apparently that actually got some people up in an uproar here. Oh yeah. What? Um, I mean, yeah, it does look similar, and I think it was probably done on purpose to look similar. Um, 
Whether... Well, see, and that's, you know, I made a joke about it in, in the group chat that we have here. But, like, I mean, like, honestly, you know, t- 2002, T- TNT, TBS are like, no more wrestling. Fuck it. We don't want it. Get it off the station. And that's when Vince was just like, well, if y'all yeah. ain't going to use it. Yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. take it and shit. And now here it is 2023 and TNT's just like, we love wrestling. What yeah. the hell? We, we never said we didn't want wrestling. Come on. You know, like, <laughs> what the fuck, man? Well, yeah, I mean, a lot. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. A lot can happen in 20 years, especially with like turnover of staff and stuff. So, I mean, at one point, Turner was known for its, you know, wrestling content. So, I don't know. Maybe they want to go back to the classics. And this was, uh, it's kind of interesting the way that they, they, they uh, made this look like the old Nitro logo. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't think it's really good. that. See, I thought it was just me at first. Like, when I looked at it, I'm just like, that looks like a Nitro logo. But I was like, maybe I'm nuts. You know? It's, and then honestly, everybody started everybody most, started mentioning it. And I'm just like, okay, so it's not just me. It's honestly mostly the color, I think. Just because of the red and the yellow. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it, you know, it does have the, the Saturday and the Monday where it was before, I guess. And the TNT yeah. logo is on there, too. But, I don't know, it's... It's it. I think it's clever on on AEW's part to try and like cash in on some of that, you know. Yeah. Um. And something else here. There's something else you might be interested in here. Um. Because we were talking. Uh, we were talking before. Uh. We we started recording about possibly reviewing Evolution this week. The the sole um pay per view that WWE did where it was nothing but women and Michael Cole. Um. But now. They are actually making a movie on the life of, uh, I guess, classic wrestler uh, Mildred Burke. I heard about this. Uh, uh, Charlotte and uh, Liv are going to be in it. Yes, they are. So, you know, is this something that you'd be willing to check out? Or Oh, yeah, like, for sure. I, really? I don't. I've never seen um, Mil- a Mildred Burke match. I mean, women's wrestling wasn't taken super seriously back then. I mean, Mildred Burke was probably one of the first most popular female wrestlers but there's i haven't seen a lot of footage of her out there Mm -hmm. so i'd be interested to learn a little bit more about her yeah i've always heard of her but i've never really seen anything about her and if yeah i'm I'm noticing there's a lot of wrestling movies coming out lately you got the von eric movie coming soon oh yeah i I forgot about that yeah you know now we got mildred burke coming yeah plus i'm curious if somebody's really gonna finally pull the trigger on that crispin law movie (laughs) you know I think it'll happen someday. Yeah. I think it uh, will happen. So yeah. I'll probably check it out. Just just you know, maybe learn something about her. Yeah. Yeah. Because apparently at one time they outlawed women's wrestling in the National Wrestling Alliance, which is really weird considering if you go look at the National Wrestling Alliance, there's so many women's titles they used to have. Yeah, well those were all uh regional titles, right? Like there was no real NWA women's champion. You know, they were all regional, like Mid-South would have their own and fucking uh, Atlantic would have their own and stuff. So, I mean, and I think like a lot of places didn't just didn't have women's wrestling as well. Right. It just all depended like what people were looking for in that market. Yeah. So. Um, and the last thing here, believe it or not, that I want to mention here, because uh, you're, you're, you know, you and I, we play video games and such like that. But um, yeah. the AEW video game. Oh, finally been given a release date the third release date that i've seen it's been given because the original release date was december 31st 2022 that came and passed with like nobody noticing nobody said a word 
Yeah. Like, hey, what happened to that game? Nobody said anything. Then it just didn't have a date. Then I read it was June 27th. And I was like, oh, okay, good. They finally got a date on it. Then it moved up two days to June 29th. And apparently this game is taking the classic, uh, you know, if anybody ever played, you know, WrestleMania 2000 on 64 and uh, No Mercy on 64, it's taking that type of approach and ironically made by the same company. Mm-hmm. But in a PS4, in PS5 and Xbox, you know, world here. So is this something that you might check out or no? I am going to wait. And the reason I'm going to wait is because when a game gets delayed like this, it usually comes out super buggy and unplayable. Mm-hmm. This is kind of sounding like uh, what they did in No Man's... Did you hear, you've heard of No Man's Sky, right? Yeah, I've heard of that, yeah. Yeah, so it was like a, a game where you're supposed to go to all these other planets, and they said it was like an infinite world of planets, and it came out, and it was a pile of garbage, and it got fucking terrible reviews. Same thing with, like, Fallout 76. That's a huge one, too, that, like, people were... I think that was the online or if you want to go or if you want to go old school like Daya Katana yeah um I just I I have a feeling it's going to be a pile of garbage and it's going to cost $79 so I don't know I wasn't too Canadian price yeah see that's the thing that bugs me with me I was talking about this on YouTube the other day and that is like uh there was a game that came out, I think, last year, the the Evil Dead video game. If anybody's a fan of the Evil Dead movies, uh, when that mo- when that game came out, I think it was like thirty nine or forty nine bucks American, just FYI. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was across the board: PS five, Xbox, PS four, all that shit. You know, which okay, fine, cool, whatever. And I think with the gameplay that they're going for here, like taking that classic sixty four looking gameplay, you know, like even the energy bars. Or like, you know, like special, special, you know, you got to do it like that and everything. I thought a $40 price tag was good. Yeah. You know, I was like, all right, I'm in for 40 bucks. But yeah, here in America, it's going to be $59. And I'm yeah. like, I don't know. And then plus, you know, like I've mentioned before, they're, they're mentioning shit on here that like, I think should be standard in other wrestling games. They're like, we're going to have tag team maneuvers. I'm like, you shouldn't be like celebrating yeah. that. Like, that's a big thing. Yeah. WWE games have, and I understand you're not a WWE game, but like still, other wrestling video games have been doing that for like fucking 15, 20 years now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so when you announce shit like that, that worries me. Yeah. They should be aiming for a WWE quality game with something a little bit different other than a different roster. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's because they're kind of the, 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 the marker. That's where you want to kind of hit is like what they do. But make it a bit different. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, I'll give them that. They're they're not going for WWE 2K23. They're not going for realistic. They're going for arcade. Yeah, and that's, that's the other thing too. I don't know, like arcade style isn't really my thing. I um downloaded an emulator so I could play uh, SmackDown 2, Know Your Role, and like that's fun for like an hour, and then after that I kind of get bored of it. Um, so I don't know, but I'm definitely willing to like investigate it a little bit and see if it's kind of worth it. I'll, I'll definitely be checking like YouTube out for videos once it's released. Yeah. Like I've seen some things that I'm like, I like this. I like that. But like, yeah, like you said, it's been delayed a lot. And like I said, some of their announcements that they're just like, we have tag team maneuvers. I'm like, why are yeah. you announcing that? Like, that's good. I think it's yeah. going to flop. I really do. And I think it's going to send Kenny Omega into a fucking just 
very upset time because this was like his baby, right? Yeah, like, pretty much. This is what he was trying to focus, especially when he was recovering all his time on. And I don't think he's going to be able to handle when it fails. And I think it will fail, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But plus, I think it's crazy how like somebody like Evil Uno, who's been out there like on the, the, the gaming circuit. I don't know what the fuck it would be. But, like, he's been out there like, yeah, AEW is coming out with a game, and It's Fight Forever, and look, it's going to have this and have this. And he's not even on the fucking roster. <laughs> like the game roster, I should imagine. Yeah, yeah. You know? and they, just, uh, if I were Evil Uno, I'd be fucking smacking somebody for that. No shit. Did they get rid of Cody Rhodes? I've heard rumors that they, uh, at first they were just going to leave him in because, you know, he was already contracted to the game. But then yeah. I heard, uh, somebody let me know the other night that I heard that he's going to be removed. I was going to say, I think he'd have to be with, uh, like, it'd be different if he was working for, like, Impact or something. But, you know, I think because he works for WWE, I think they have to remove him. I don't think they have an option. Yeah, I, I heard that they were going to keep him in regardless because, you know, he was already contracted to the game and he was under contract at AEW, so they were going to keep him in. But then recently, you know, like somebody somebody who comes to the lives, who's like a big AEW mark, uh, he was like, um, yeah, they requested that he be removed. Yeah. All right. So that was, believe it or not, that was the news this week. Not a oh, lot. Oh, wow. Yeah. Not that a lot three items? Yeah, yeah, four. <laughs> Four, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, technically three if you don't count Billy Graham dying as a news article. But mm. uh, but now we're going to move on to our abbreviated version of It Came From eBay because Nick isn't here tonight. So this is um, this is where it gets a little uh, complicated. No, I wouldn't say complicated. So in this Interesting. Ver- yeah, interesting. There you go. That's what I'm looking for. So in this version of It Came From eBay, uh, I'm going to give Nick the same three items as he usually gets. Yeah, Nick. Um, or whoever you are. Um, <laughs> whoever all you, you fucking are. white people look the same to me. I don't care. Unnamed co-host number yeah, one. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, and his object here is to find the most expensive price. Uh, but there's a caveat to it. If he finds the middle, the one that's in the middle, nobody gets any points. And if he finds the cheapest, his opponent, Nick will automatically get a point. So I'm still winning, so it doesn't matter. I think I'm blowing yeah, well, them underwater hey, you still. Could, you could lose three here tonight. I so. could. I think I have in the past. You know, so, all right. So your first three are, we're going to go back to this one right here. We're going to go back to the WWE Championship Pet Bowl. So if you got your pet moose and everything, you could use this bowl to uh, feed them. Might be one bite, but, you know, you could feed them. Yeah. Um, or is it the, where's another one on here? Yeah, the WCW Buff Bagwell Backpack Lock, and it's sealed. This is a uh, lock that you would put on your backpack so people wouldn't break into your shit, which, I mean, they could just steal the backpack and cut it open later, but whatever. Yeah. Um, But, believe it or not, it features Buff Bagwell on the packaging. Of all the WCW stars that they could have chose, they chose uh, Buff Bagwell. It sounds like a in 2000s it, item. Uh, <laughs> I think it was two. Yeah, it was 2000. It was 2000. Yeah. Because that actually coincides with, where's the third item at? Where the hell is it? Where'd it go? I know it's written on here. Ah, here it is. The WCW uh, Perry Saturn Master Lock. This is just a, a lock for your um, you know locker at school and such like that. Still sealed, but it features Perry Saturn on the packaging, which... I guess they were just trying anything at that point to get them not to leave. 
<laughs> like, please don't go. We'll put you on the fucking packaging for the, the master lock. Here you go. Yeah, no, Sounds I'm like good. I'm out of See here. ya. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, which one of these three are going for the most expensive price on eBay? Man, none of these like really stick out. Um, I go with the Perry Saturn Master Lock. Ooh, no points. Uh, it's actually in the middle because that is actually going for the price of twelve ninety nine. Hmm. Yeah. So let's I think. Yeah, I actually I was, you know, my mom actually had a procedure. You know, I had my hand surgery, but like two weeks ago, my mom had a procedure and I was looking on eBay while she was having this procedure. And I wrote down like a whole bunch of new eBay stuff. I found a whole bunch of great stuff, but I was putting it in my, in my computer and then my computer reset itself and I didn't have it saved. So, oh, shit. I know. Ain't that a bitch? Um, yeah. So your next three here is. Is it the WWF Razor Ramon original pendant with chain? Uh, it's the chain, and on the pendant there, it's like the razor blade, and it says Razor Ramon on it, and this is the original WWF one, not somebody making one in their basement. Uh-huh. Um, or is it the, the 1990 Hulk Hogan infant baby slippers? These are, yeah, these are little baby slippers you put on, and on the front there, there's like little Hulk Hogan heads. I'll keep you know, your feet warm, brother. I'll keep your feet warm, little brother. brother. <laughs> yeah, that's where I was going with that. Um, or is it, or is it the four WWF new four WWF New York sealed sugar packets? Which one of these three are going for the most expensive price on eBay? Um, the baby slippers. No points. Damn. Because that's actually going for the price of $99.99. Wow, and one of those was more expensive. Yep. It was probably the pendant. Or it could have been the sugar packets. If somebody's paying over 100 bucks for four sugar packets, I don't but care what they say to them, they're fucked. <laughs> but, the, but it's from the ill-fated WWF New York restaurant. Great, I got some sugar packets upstairs. You think I had 25 bucks for them? <laughs> but they're not from WWF New York restaurant. You're missing the point there. All right, and Apparently. your last and your last three here. Um, is it the WWE Snowman Champion Snow Globe? This is a snow globe that features a snowman inside wearing the WWE Championship. And when awesome. you shake it. Yeah, and when you shake it, you know, of course, there's snow. What belt uh, is it? Like, what, what WWE Championship is it? What? Uh, what I I want to say it's the W. Ah, uh, that's kind of shitty, but well, all right, it's still kind of cool. Yeah, I think I think that's the one. I didn't write down the year. I don't think I only write down like the information that's in the uh, description. So if it doesn't have a year, I don't write it. You know, yeah. So. Okay. Um. Or is it the uh, if I do those two, it's too obvious. Uh, or is it the WWE 2002 Get the F Out Tour parking permit? This was a parking permit that they gave you. You know, in the arena, there's certain areas. You know, like uh, I, I used to have, I used to get these when I used to go to WWE shows. But there's certain areas you can park in, and they give you a permit to put in your window. And this actually had the WWF logo on it that said, get the F out. Oh, that's cool. Um, or is it the the WWF aggression sampler tape? 
this was a tape that was sent out to like record stores. It'd be like, Hey, do you want to get some copies of WWF aggression album coming out? And it was, a uh, had all the songs on there, but it was only like 30 second clips of each song. And this is a cassette tape. Mm. Which one of these three are going for the most expensive price on eBay? Oh, come on here. I'm going to go with the aggression tape. The aggression tape. Um, from the parking permit. So that would be no points. Damn. No, wait. Wait. Points, Nick. Ah, ah. Fuck. Yep, points, Nick, because that uh, you were actually looking for. Oh, no, wait, because you. Yeah, that was the cheapest one to you. That that sampler tape is actually going for the price of thirty dollars. Uh-huh. Yeah, thirty dollars for that. Yeah, I wouldn't pay thirty dollars for it, but well, that just shows that you and Nick aren't really big fans. Considering that Nick was just ranting about like, "Oh my God, I gotta get this signed by Chili McFreeze." I'm like, "He's two fifty, and he's like, "Never mind." <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't do that either. <laughs> I think he would sign it though if you brought it to him. I think he'd find I don't it. No, I because they're. they're um, a long time ago, uh, Sunny, she did a, uh, you know, before she became a murderer, uh, she did a, <laughs> just so casual, um, yeah. she did a signing and they brought photos to her to sign everything. And she didn't like one photo so much that she took it from them, tore it up and threw it away. So I mean, Sunny, I understand, but I think Austin's a little bit more open to that kind of shit. I don't know. I don't think he'd sign that. Because, like, for the longest time, Kane would not sign or talk about anything relating to Isaac Ankum. Really? He's kind of opened up about it recently, but, like, for a while, he would not fucking talk about it. No shit, eh? Yeah. All right, now we're going to move on to the three-word dance, which is a game that's supposed to be three words that relate to a wrestler, but now we just kind of use it to fuck with one another. Honestly, uh, I don't think I fucked with you that much this week. I oh, think these good, are all pretty gonna, straight up. Oh, good. I'm going to fuck with you the whole night then. Oh, great. Uh, yeah. So your first three are... Uh, your first three words are... Ow, ow, ow. Um, those aren't the words. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, journey, Trek, Quest. Uh, first one's jumping out of me is, uh, John Morrison. No. Yeah. Okay. Journey, Journey, Trek, and Quest. Oh, these are all similar. Oh, these are all similar. It's funny. I'm good at making these, but I'm not good at figuring them out. Oh, (laughs) Journey. Quest, Trek, Journey. These are all like, uh, it's funny because I can't think of any other words that mean the, the same thing, but I know what it's kind of, you're kind of going for here. Am Men I... on a mission? No. Good uh, guess, though. Yeah, I kind of thought so. It's kind of along the same lines. Journey, Trek, Quest. Hint. 
Me and Mrs. Mrs. Yeah, that helped. It should have helped. Yeah, it didn't. <laughs> I'm practically giving you the answer there. Journey, Trek, Quest, and your hint being me and Mrs. Mrs. Yeah, that doesn't help at all. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Gotta think of something. On a mission. Who else would be on a mission? Mission or a fucking. Sure, you got the right synonym there, buddy? Well, it's something along those lines. I'm just not sure if I could think of another synonym for it. You just want to tap out here? Unfortunately, yes. Journey, Trek, and Quest are all synonyms for Odyssey, me and Mrs. Jones, Odyssey Jones. Oh, I was not going to get that anytime soon. Damn. What? Yeah. I would, Odyssey is not a word I would have thought of. All right. My next three, or my first three. Hold on. I got to get the pin. Okay. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) My first three. Man. Intimacy. Humanity. In humanity? Yeah. Humanity. Mankind? Yeah, I had dude love, but yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, man, dude, intimacy, love, humanity, man. Oh, okay. My hand was like, going to be what? gun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, your next three are. Uh. Your next three are spirit, saint, darling. See, I like doing my fucked up ones when Nick is in here because he's been able to read through those lately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, Dolph Ziggler. No. No. Spirit, saint, darling. He also does sometimes just start rattling off names, which kind of helps me a little bit. (laughs) Oh, okay. Kevin. Allison. Tracy. I mean, wrestler names. Oh, okay. Uh, God damn. Hint. Uh, 1,000%. Okay. You you know you need to stop saying that shit to my hands when I'm just basically giving it to you. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> EC3. No. Yeah. You know if you well, didn't want to play. <laughs> I don't think that was just, an option. We could have just skipped this segment if we didn't really want to play. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Spirit, Saint, Darling, and you're... Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the wrong person. No, I'm sorry. Take away that hint. I'm sorry. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm thinking of the wrong person with that hint. I was thinking of Shocker with a thousand percent. Sorry, my bad. Uh, your new hint is um, um, Latin Lover. Amy Guevara? No. Uh, oh, he's the Spanish god. That's where I got that confused. Latin lover. Spirit, saint, darling, your hint being a Latin lover. Andrade. No. Um, you said that with such confidence. I kind of feel yeah, like Yeah, I wasn't confident, to be honest. It might have sounded like it. Um, I can't remember who the fucking guy, the lead guy is in the LWO now. Ray Mysterio? Not Ray Mysterio. <laughs> I can't remember Ray Mysterio. <laughs> no, the other one, the fucking Legato, Legato de Fantasma, the Lucha oh, suit Santos guy. Escobar? Yeah, Santos yeah, Escobar. That's, that's uh, yeah. No. <laughs> I figured if you were giving it to me, it probably wasn't, but yeah. I figured I might as well go for it. Latin lover, that does sound familiar. Spirit, saint, darling, Latin lover. Moving to Guerrero. Not even close. Yeah. <laughs> I give up. Spirit, saint, and darling, all synonyms for angel. Angel Garza. Oh, my God. And the uh, Latin lover, you know, lost. That's kind of like his gimmick. He's like a lover, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought I thought his dad Hector Garza was one thousand percent El Guapo, but I was like, wait, that's fucking shocker. Wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, wouldn't have helped me. Yeah. Um, my next three. Okay. Metal. T-shirt. Paint. Metal t-shirt. Metal. Actually, I'm going to change t-shirt to dress. So metal dress paint. Is it headbangers? Yeah. Again, if you didn't want to play this week, you could (laughs) have... I didn't feel like fucking with you this week, so I was going to go... I was like, I'm going to try and like... Figure out ones, and then I think I just made them all really easy. Um, I think you'll get the next one, too. Your last three for me. Uh, I think you might get that one, but I don't want you to get any of them today. I don't think I'm going to. At the rate I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's go with... uh, Fuck it. I'm going to try this. I don't think you're going to see through it, but or you might. I don't know. Don't give your three me that words, much. Your three words are Carrie, Barrymore, Pinsky. Okay, so Drew Barrymore. Carrie Underwood? And uh, I can't remember, but Pinsky, I think, is from the 70s show. Unless what? her last name was different than I'm thinking. No, that's Pinciotti. 
Oh, Pinciotti. Okay, so I can't figure out Pinsky then. So Carey, Barrymore, Pinsky. It's not Drew McIntyre. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, Drew Carey, Drew Barrymore, Drew oh. Doctor Doctor Drew Pinsky. See, I only had Drew Barrymore. I wasn't even thinking Drew Carey. Yeah, when you said know. Drew Barrymore, I was like, fuck, he's gonna put it together. <laughs> Yay, I got one. Uh, My last three. Red, black, stink. Joey Janela? Nope. It's not a stink in reference to Nick or the three. Yeah, I know. That's what I always think think when we use stink there. Yeah. Red, black, stink. The fuck? Savio Vega? Nope. Patriot? Nope. Because your last two were from the show we're fucking reviewing, so I figured... Mm. Fair point. Black Stink. Red and Black. Those two are such vague fucking words. (laughs) Yeah, they are. Oh, my God. T.L. Hopper? No. Nope. I'd be surprised if you knew who fucking T.L. Hopper was. I do. Oh, yeah, because you mentioned him last week, or two weeks ago, yeah. Yeah. Dirty white boy. Um. Fuck. Red. Black. Oh, um. Ahmed Johnson. Nope. Farouk? Nope. All right, hint. Time. Red, black, stinking time? T-I-N-E? Yeah. Time. Oh, Vader. Yeah. Yeah, red and black tights, and he never fucking washed them, so everybody said they fucking stunk. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they all were from the fucking show we're reviewing. They were, yeah. (laughs) Kind of, because Vader only makes, like, a cameo. Well, and fucking Dude Love didn't have a match. He was just there. All right, now we move on to our segment uh, that we like to have here, and that is Nick, what's up your ass? Nick, what's up your ass? All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I like how we just still do that segment anyway. <laughs> you have anything up your ass? No, I'm not no. an up and ass kind of guy. Yeah, you I are. like to keep that. Well, I like to keep that shit well hidden deep yeah. inside the nooks and crannies. <clears throat> yes. Um, I know, like, uh, one of the guys that comes to the lives, he, he knows your feelings on AEW. And he was just like, I can just hear fucking Shubs' review of AEW Double or Nothing now. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're probably pretty spot on. You know, we haven't really mentioned this yet. I think we're only doing one of them. Yeah. Um, I... Yeah, because, yeah, for those of you listening at home, before we get into, you know, MoviesRUSA.biz, their new website. Um, oh. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I didn't realize they were both the same this weekend. I was like, there's no way they're doing them both this weekend. And I'll be damned. They're doing 
Night, they're doing Battleground, NXT Battleground on Friday or Saturday. They could be doing them both. I don't fucking know. They're either doing NXT Battleground on Friday or Saturday night, one of the two. But they're doing Night of Champions in the afternoon, which, um, yeah. And then Double or Nothing on Sunday, which I was just like, the fuck? I was like, oh shit, well, well we might as well make it a super size show and do both of them. And Shelby was like, that's not going to happen. <laughs> you know? So I was like, all right then. So, um, I do think like I think Night of Champions is going to be a better show. However, um, we do way more WWE pay per views than we do AEW. Yeah. And I'm not really looking forward to this one, but I think we should do the AEW one over Night of Champions. Besides, well, let's boycott Jetta. Plus, we've already penciled in AEW, and plus, uh, yeah, most of our retro pay per view reviews are also WWE. Yeah. And it'll probably be a long after the last one. Will be a long time before we hit a TNA one again. although we did decent numbers on that for us again we're not a huge podcast but we actually did it started off very slow uh we only got like 18 in like a couple days and all of a sudden it just shot up to like 50 something and i was like damn like we did better on you that was one of the weeks we did better on youtube than we did on amazon apple spotify all that shit and speaking of which amazon apple spotify the day of this recording it is actually our one year anniversary of us joining those platforms so wow yeah, there's your wrestling fact of the week right there. Um, <laughs> but before we get into reviewing this pay-per-view in your house, Ground Zero, which uh, if you don't know which match on this show is one of my favorite matches of all time, um, uh, we got to talk about the sponsor of three of the three-way dance wrestling podcast, that being the great people over at uh, the former MoviesRUSA.net. Uh, MoviesRUSA.net, no more. If you type in that website, it's going to lead you to the new website, moviesrusa.biz, B-I-Z, and it's the same website as before, but it's uh, it's it's uh, built newer. It's, 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 it's more gooder than the last one. Um, it's more organized. There's, everything's more organized. Everything looks nice and everything. Plus, um, no more. Spend $50, get free shipping. The hell of it. You know? Yeah. Guess, guess what? What? Free shipping. Holy shit. Free first class shipping, even for the international listeners. Even for them. Even for them. Ho, ho. So free first class shipping for international listeners. And you can head on over there and pick up. Um, lately, I've been watching the show. Um, did you ever watch Scrubs when it was on? No, I heard of it. Never watched it. You know, I hated the show when it first came out. I watched it, thought it was very boring. And then I saw one episode. I was like, wow, this is actually really good. Went out and bought the whole series on DVD. Come to find out, MoviesRUSA.biz has the whole series on Blu-ray. Wish I would have knew that before I went out and bought the whole series. Um, But you can get that (laughs) on MoviesRUSA.biz. And you can use our checkout code still, three-way, the word or the number, either one. And it will still save you 50% on your purchase. Plus free first class shipping international listeners like i said canada canada's our number one listener you know france india hungary which okay uh united arab emirates we know you're listening out there so if you guys want movies are usa.net you can get now get free first class international shipping and you can still use that checkout code uh three-way and save yourself 50 percent if you're not hey if you're like hey i don't want to watch scrubs you know hey there's Plenty of other stuff on there. You can get the entire 1998 and 1999 year of pay-per-views. 14 pay-per-views in a Blu-ray set, including the Over the Edge um, pay-per-view where, you know, tragically Owen Hart 
lost his life. I can confirm that um, it does not have the Owen Hart death announcement, but it does have Vader calling himself a fat piece of shit uncensored. <laughs> so if you're curious about that, hey, there you go. Uh, yeah. All of these titles, plus over 3,500 titles now to choose from over on MoviesRUSA.biz. They're a proud sponsor of the three-way dance wrestling podcast. I'm not, they're not only a sponsor, I'm also a customer. Uh, fantastic product they run there. So head on over, check them out. Let them know the three-way dance wrestling podcast sent you. All right. Hell so yeah. Let's, yeah. So let's get into In Your House Ground Zero. Uh, Jim Ross, Jerry Lawler, and good old Vince McMahon calling the action on this show. Um, I, th- I think this is like one of, the, one of the last few shows that Vince McMahon would call before he would yeah, transition. Actually, it was either this one or, or um, Bad Blood, I think. Well, I know he had a couple couple others before he uh, transitioned, but like I, I know this is like you know it's getting down to it to where he's gonna transition to an on screen character more. Yeah. And this took place in that wrestling hotbed of uh, Louisville, Kentucky. It certainly did. Yeah. Um. So first match on the card: Gold Dust taking on Brian Pillman. Who would have figured that yeah. one? And uh, the the catch this match is that if Pillman loses, he's out of the WWF forever. You mean forever? I don't know why. I just like the way Goldust said that. Um, <laughs> or if Pillman wins, he gets Marlena for thirty days, and he can do whatever he wants. Um, now again, I want people to know uh, again for reiteration at home. Um, I watched this pay-per-view the day I had my surgery. So like my hand was like numb, so I could barely hold the pen. So my notes, I hope Shelby has more notes than me. Um, so we're going to try our best to, to talk about this pay-per-view. Like we talk about most other pay-per-views. So, um, you know, forgive us if it's, uh, you know, not up to our usual standards. Okay. Yeah. Cause um, my notes aren't as detailed as yours. Really? Either. Okay. Well, they, no, I'm just saying like, when you do notes, right, you, you talk a lot about the specific moves and stuff. I don't mm-hmm. usually talk too much unless there's something crazy that happens, but I don't yeah. take too many notes on the actual moves. So, okay. Yeah. 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 You talk, well, that's like to hit the, uh, you know, cause I, I, I could sit here and be like Jim Cornette and be like, okay, well then gold does hit the clothesline and then Brian Pillman comes back and does it. I could do that. But then it's, again, then we're like the other podcast. Yeah, it's a, well, know? I mean, there's no point in us doing that, right? Like, it's exactly. different for somebody who's been in the business to do shit like that. Exactly. You know, whereas, yeah. like, you know, people, I, I like to look at us as, like, uh, you know, somebody like, oh, they're going to review Ground Zero? Maybe I should go watch that show. Then they watch that show, and they're like, oh, fuck, and now I got to hear what they think about it. Yeah. You know? That's the way I kind of look at it, you know? Yeah. So they don't need a fucking play-by-play. Yeah. Or maybe they hear our review and they're like, we want to check that out now. And now exactly. we didn't spoil all the fucking match to them. Yeah, I didn't spoil yeah. every fucking spot. And maybe yeah. they'll find something that I didn't mention and they like that better than me. You know, whatever, and vice versa. Anyway, yeah. so um, the first thing I, I was able to write down uh, was Vince McMahon <laughs> said on commentary, Marlena and Goldust, the first couple of the WWF. Um, really? You know, I'm no expert. <laughs> But I'm pretty sure you have built entire fucking storylines. In fact, you had an entire fucking pay-per-view built around Macho Man and Elizabeth. Yeah. So, yeah. 
No, he just yeah. forgot about them because they left like four years before this. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also the only other thing I was able to write down about it was uh, the crowd. W- the crowd was hot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, they, they were hot for this. Yeah. Um, this was like I think one of the rare matches that Pillman did wrestle in the WWF. He didn't, you know, again he didn't last very long. In w- I, I think like a month after this, he was dead. Yeah, this was his last pay-per-view match, and I think this was his second or third last match in total. Yeah. Uh, he had a match on Shotgun Saturday night uh, after this, but I don't think there was anything else, really. So mm, uh, Yeah, they did, like, some... Because uh, the one thing I remember after this is that, like, he took uh, Marlena to a hotel, and they're like, oh, here, you need to fill this out. And he's like, okay, so Marlena's filling out, and she writes down, help me <laughs> on it and shit. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Like, I remember that segment and shit, you know? That's uh, up but, there with, like, Pillman's got a gun, you know? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But it's a little less hardcore, because I think Pillman with a gun is a little bit more hardcore than Well, him. still, yeah. You know? No, that's fair. Because, um, like, this is around, you know, they're just now starting to find that quote-unquote attitude. Yeah. You know, there's yeah, still some, is... like, you know, new generation shit in there, but there's some other shit that's just like, oh, fuck, you know, you, you didn't see that at the time, you know? A lot of the new generation shit wasn't getting the same reaction either anymore either, right? Like, the harder, like, fucking edgier shit was definitely getting a better reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't write down any of the, the spots in this match because I couldn't. Um, but I think overall the match, it, it was a decent match. Uh, the crowd loved it, you know. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I, I'm pretty sure these two have both had better matches elsewhere, somewhere else. Maybe together. Maybe they've had some better matches in WCW. I'm not for sure, but um, I don't know. The crowd was hot for it, and because of that, I give it two and three quarter stars. Um, I love this match. It was so well done between the two of them. The storyline itself, there's a very clear uh, good guy and bad guy, baby face and heel. Mm-hmm. Um, and Pillman, I think, you know, and I think this is kind of the same as Austin, maybe not the same to, to the extent of Pillman, but I think the accident that Pillman had actually helped his career, um, because he was able to kind of tap in and I hate to use the word character, but like, that's kind of what he did is he tapped more into like this psychotic kind of character and he, that was some of his best work I think he ever did as opposed to the flying Brian stuff. Cause it was a little bit different and nobody knew what the fuck was going on. Um, this felt like a very old school, like fucking South Southern wrestling kind of, uh, storyline with the heel winning, which was kind of interesting to see mm-hmm. fucking, uh, Pillman just grab Marlena by the hand and fucking drag her out of the arena at the end. He's off out of there. They're out of there, man. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna start yeah. his thirty days now, man. Yeah, yeah. See you later, gold to... dust. Yeah, he's um, gonna get his money's worth, so to speak. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he got fucking crotched twice in this match on the ropes. That was fucking entertaining as hell. It's always good to see a heel get fucking crotched on the ropes. Mm-hmm. Um, love the finish. Uh, it was a great match. Um, and honestly, for me, and I hadn't seen this match before. I saw the one that you were talking about, and it's a very good match as well. I think this was match of the night. I gave it a four or five. Really? Yeah. Wait, wait, it, wait. wait. You, did you just say this was match of the night? Yeah. Oh, my God. I can only imagine what you're going to say about my favorite match. Uh, spoilers, it's not that bad. But okay. I do think that this match was better. I think this match, especially because I think the crowd was more into this match, it just made it even better. And maybe it was just because it was the start of the show. 
but yeah, but they I were kind of they were no. This crowd was kind of hot all the way up until like the beginning of the Fatal Four Way. That's when I kind of saw them die. Yeah, you know. Um, next up, uh, WWE was trying to introduce the light heavyweights into the WWE to counterpart the um, uh, the cruiserweights of WCW at the time, and so we get. Uh, uh, we get a good old Scott Putzke just making his way down to the ring. Almost a jobber entrance, but not really. <laughs> and we get too sexy Brian Christopher long before he was uh, too sexy. Yeah. Brian Christopher. Um, it was a pretty standard match to me. It, it, I can see why Scott, Put- Scott Putzke never got over. It was, I mean, he had a good physique, but he was bland. Really- yeah, I didn't really see anything there where I was just like, "Oh, damn! Why didn't he do? Why didn't they do anything with him when he came back from injury?" I can see, I can see why there was really nothing there for me. Whereas Brian Christopher actually did, you know, um, he did what Brian Christopher does. Yeah, you know? his dad, um, Scott Putzky's dad, Ivan was was a lot better than Scott. But I mean, and that's all they Ivan. had for him was just like, "Wow!" It, they, Vince McMahon even said like, "Oh, they're still checking on Ivan Putzky's son." And I was like, "Damn, yeah. you can't even call him Scott." Yeah, I know. I heard that too. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, <laughs> Ivan's yeah. not even here, and you're just, you're not even calling him Scott. Like, <laughs> yeah, like you can't even call him by his fucking name. You're still referring to him as that. You should have just built him as that. Like, coming to the ring, Ivan Putzky's son. You like, know, shit. Realistically, though, Putzky is a very unfortunate last name. You really need to, like, fucking make something yourself if your last name's Putzky. Yeah, they should have went with something like Scotty P or something. Yeah, they you know? should just, that's one of the times they should have just changed his name. Yeah, um, it was just, just pretty. Sick. It ended in it ended in an injury, and that injury was fucking brutal. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, you know, so but uh, I don't know. I just I gave it one star just just to be nice. Yeah, I was a little bit nicer. Um, I think this match could have been a lot better than it was, and I think this match was placed here because they were in Louisville, especially with Brian Crisper there. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, it, it was it was going great. It was going good until the finish, and then it, you know, unfortunately, is what it is. Uh, I gave it a two out of five. And during this time, we were in the middle of WWF's gang wars. We had the Nation, we had the DOA, and we had the Los Bariquas. And believe it or not, this was WWE's very first ever triple threat match. Uh, on pay-per-view, I think they had one at a house show that was, they had one that was like Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, and Bret Hart. Or something to that effect. Well, just like the one at WrestleMania 10 was the very first one on TV. Fucker, this is the first triple threat match, okay? (laughs) And it featured the leaders of those three respective groups, Farouk, Crush, and Savio Vega. Um... And I was able to write down uh, Savio Vega. I don't know who fucked up more in that neck breaker that Vega did, but Vega did like the neck breaker and like Savio went one way and Farouk went the other. I'm like, huh? <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Uh, smart idea for the double pin. Like Farouk and Crush were just like, let's just pin them both. And the ref is like, no. <laughs> like, this is not how this works. You know? Yeah. I thought, I thought that was a clever little. Uh, fucking thing there, and uh, Crush, Crush was over as fuck. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he yeah. hit the he, man. He set up for the heart punch and everything, and fucking nailed it. Um, 
This I noticed that there wasn't, you know, this is this is this wasn't like today's triple threat matches where you know that that Shelby hates, where yeah. it's just like you know one guy disappears for about eight minutes, yeah, and then you know two other guys. They did that, it a I couple mean, times. But it did it a couple like times, but it wasn't for that long. Than, like Savio, less than thirty dis- seconds. Yeah, Savio disappeared about fucking fourteen times just so he could come back and break up the pin. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, but for the very first triple threat match, I thought it was apropos to give it three stars. Really? Yeah. Okay. Wow, this match was fucking brutal. <laughs> really? Not in a good way. I fucking hated it. The only thing I liked was, like you said, they didn't disappear for minutes at a time. It just, it felt clunky. It felt like nothing was going on. It was, I like slow-paced matches. This was a slow-ass fucking-paced match. Nothing fucking happened. Um, I gave it a fucking zero to five, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I think modern triple threat matches are better. Wow. I, I know. I, I really enjoyed this, man, because, like, I love the finish where it was just simple. It was like, boom, finisher, and then Savio comes in with the spinning heel kick and shit. I fucking loved it, man. And it really felt like the crowd was dead during this match. They were fucking sitting on their hands for most of this match. No, they were hot for it, man. Yes, there were like certain spots that they do that they would get hot, but like for the majority of it, I'm I'm certain they were fucking sitting on their hands. And it's hard sometimes it can be hard to tell too whether it's like the crowd was actually hot for it or mm-hmm. if they piped that shit in because it's on the network, right? I don't think they piped it in for that. Yeah. No, they they were they were doing live crowd reactions for that. But if we disagree on that match, I think we're really gonna disagree on this next matchup. Uh, because next up we have the minis in action. We have <laughs> El Torito, no, not the not the Los Matadores Torito, not that one. But we have El Torito at 101 pounds taking on Max Mini, weighing in at only 83 pounds. And uh, I noticed right before the match there was a sign that said HBK sucks dicks, which caught my eye. That was pretty yeah. Funny. <laughs> um. The referee, uh, apparently this is a no DQ match because Max Mini then bites the ass of the referee and uh, kicks him. So yeah, that was pretty good. That's but, um, comedy for you. Yeah. Uh, but great kick uh, to Torito after, like, Max Mini kind of, like, flips into the ring to, like, show off and just Torito just kicks him square in the fucking face. I thought that was great. Um, uh, oh, yeah, and a clothesline by Torito, and Max Mini does the classic, like, turn inside out. Again, nobody does it better than Rikishi, though. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Awesome moonsault by Max. Uh, this this was surprisingly really entertaining. Uh, I could have dealt without the fucking comedy bullshit on the outside with Lawler. If they yeah. would have cut that out, I'd be like, damn, this, this is fucking really entertaining. Uh, so for that, I give it three and a half stars. Um. Finish felt like it was a little botched. I think they were supposed to do that beforehand and there was a miscommunication error. Mm-hmm. Um, but all things considered, isn't my kind of match, but it wasn't that bad. Um, they did what they knew how to do. Uh, and like I, like you said, they could have done without the comedy, but it was fun. Um, they had some nice high spots and nothing looked like it was anything that they shouldn't be doing. Um, I gave it a three out of five. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. I'm yeah. shocked on that one. Yeah. yeah. I thought you were going zero or one on that one. You know? No, it's it's the same thing. Like, I thought it was pretty good. But, yeah, like, the biting and stuff on the butt, too. Like, I probably could have done without that, you know. Well, like, Torito or Max Mini, whoever was biting who, that I could have, you know, like, okay, th- that could have been your comedy. 
But like once yeah. it turned into the ref, and then like Max Mini jumping the on ring, and, yeah, jumping yeah. on Waller's lap, and yeah, that's how I'm like, come on, fucking get on with it. And I think that's when Max Mini came in and did the flip, and Torito just kicked them square in the face, and I was like, god damn, you know that was great. Oh yeah, that kick was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, that was fucking great. I loved it. I did like all the times they chanted Lawler's Kid during this fucking pay-per-view, too. Lawler's Kid. Lawler's <laughs> kid. They even chanted at Max Mini. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and JR was, and this was kind of like, this shows you the times, but he was like acting like Max Mini was um, JR's kid, and he's like, I want a fire truck, and I want a... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jesus, that's a little much, man. And then he was just, oh no, there was that t- like Jr. Jr.'s joke missed, so he tried it again, and it still didn't work. Like uh, Max Mini hopped on uh, Lawler's lap, so Jr. said, uh, "Like, does that remind you when Brian was a kid and you used to tell him stories?" And nobody reacted. Yeah. So, you know, like once Mini got in the ring again, he tried it again, and like I think Lawler said something like, "You know, wasn't funny the first time," or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh. Next up, uh, way more entertaining. It's just like WLC. It had no business being as good as it was. Right. Let's just put it like that. Right. Uh, but next up, we get an in-ring segment with uh, Dude Love and Stone Cold Steve Austin relinquishing the WWF Tag Team Championships. And again, there's a little breath of a uh, little breath of attitude showing up there because Austin coming out doing his, uh, you know, Austin shit, you know, kiss my and ass. And this is another thing too, and similar to Pillman, I think this injury helped Austin's career because he kind of started to wrestle different. He got more of that attitude that he was already gaining anyways. Mm-hmm. And he was coming out and just stunning people for what, like two months. Which, which shocks me because like he hurt his neck. So like, wouldn't that maneuver hurt your neck even more? If you fucked it up, I think so, but I don't, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I've never really given anybody. I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I mean, (laughs) considering how brutal that neck injury was and shit like that, you know? Yeah. I guess it's just because he's not like taking actual bumps. Like he's landing on his ass. So it's safer. I don't know, but he did it. He did it for fucking months. He would just come out and fucking stun people. (laughs) Then I did that interview with JR back there. You can tell Vince that if this shit keeps happening, you can kiss my white ass. I was like, damn. Yeah. 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 Wasn't wasn't that the um I don't know if this is the right time frame but like wasn't that the lead in to him bringing in fake razor and diesel? I don't think so. I think that was before. I think that was uh the year before. Wasn't it 96? Okay, maybe it wasn't. Okay. Yeah, I think so. So then maybe this was him the lead in to him bringing in Dr. Death. Oh, maybe. Yeah, that would make sense. You know, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Uh but next up we get a fatal four-way tag team elimination match. For the WWF Tag Team Championships, we get the Godwins, who are now heels, no longer good old country boys. Uh, the Headbangers, um, Davey Boy Smith, and, and two-time Slammy Award-winning Owen Hart. <laughs> and, uh, fuck, who am I missing? LOD. LOD, fuck, I can't believe I forgot LOD. Who got um, treated just terribly in most of their WWF runs. They never really had a chance in the WWF. Well, I think especially in the late nineties. I think the only they would have got treated fairly the second time around, like when X when they won the titles from the Godwins, if DX wasn't starting to get over. If DX wouldn't have got over, I think they would have had a lengthy run with those titles. They should have anyway. I mean, fuck. I still think they're one of the best tag teams ever. I mean, they're no Rico and Charlie Haas, but you know. (laughs) Fucking Rico. Um, 
I, I didn't write down any notes for this because I just couldn't anymore. My hand was killing me. Um, giggity. Um, yeah. But uh, I remember in middle school, uh, and I was a huge, huge Donald Trump, huge mark for the fucking headbangers. Okay. So when when I found that they won this match, I was fucking ecstatic as fuck. Um, oh shit! And go, yeah, and going back and watching this match, it was just meh. Um, yeah. This to me, I think, would be the equivalent of a fucking Raw match. I think you could have put this exact same. You could have probably put this as the main event on Raw. Right. And it would have been it would have been decent because after I mean they did make they did give the headbangers their moment in a segment afterwards like oh we're going to the concession stand fuck yeah but like it was it was all Steve Austin and Owen Hart. Now, if I did I understand this correctly that this match was originally supposed to happen but. Uh, Austin and Dude Love were supposed to be in the place of the headbangers? Because that's what they made it sound like on commentary. I think they were supposed to be in the Fatal 4, but I don't know whose place they were supposed to have. I have no idea. Okay, because I'm pretty sure when the headbangers came out, they said that they lucked into the spot or something with Austin and Dude Love not being in the match or not being able to compete. But <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. I'm sure Owen and Davey, Owen and, uh, yeah, Davey were supposed to be in there. And the other two kind of made sense, too, because they were feuding at the time. The Godwins and the fucking Legion of Doom. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to give it a point for each team in the match, but I was like, four stars for this? No, that's not going to happen. Uh, three <laughs> stars. Just, um, for nostalgia re- just for nostalgia regions and the headbangers winning the tag titles. And, you know, I fucking love the headbangers. So. Yeah. Owen Hart doing the chicken impression when the headbangers were like hesitant to get in there with LOD was fucking classic. Um, I I don't like Fatal 4-Way tag matches, especially for Fatal 4-Way matches are not great either, and I know I'm going to be watching one this weekend. But or, this is elimination. This is elimination. Um, the one this I, Sunday is not elimination to my uh, knowledge. It's probably not. You're probably right. Um, I think it would have been better if it was LOD versus Bulldog and Owen, but I mean... Neither won this match, so I guess that you know kind of defeats that purpose. Um, but I did think that once it got down to the headbangers versus Owen and Davey, it did get a lot better and it it kind of flowed a little bit better. Um, I gave it a three out of five, could have been better, could have been worse. Yeah, it it just at that moment, I understand they're trying to get Austin and Owen over, but like it just became like. It was like when The Rock defeated, or when the Hurricane defeated The Rock in the main event. It, it kind of took away from the Hurricane's moment with fucking Austin out there. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's what it felt like to me. It was just like, yeah, the Headbangers won, but like, fuck, look at Owen and fucking Austin. Like, you know, like, oh fuck, the Hurricane beat The Rock, but fuck, look at Rock and Austin. Like, it's one of those things where like it took away the moment. The thing was, the Headbangers were never going to be selling tickets. It's like I, I don't think the hurricane ever would have been telling selling tickets either. I not to the ever. not to the to the uh extent that Austin did. Or the Rock for that matter, if you're talking about I think if they would have gave the headbangers a lengthy reign as tag team champions, people would be like, Hello who? <laughs> <laughs> um I mean that was never gonna happen because WWF doesn't put any kind of time into their tag team division. Oh, well, that's true. But, too. You know, um yeah, 
decent match, but nothing overly, nothing, mm-hmm. nothing to go out of your way for. I don't think. Only if you're a big Headbangers fan. Yeah. Well, um, and even then, they're only really in half the match, so. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up is the WWF Championship heel Bret Hart, the mm-hmm. I Hate America Bret Hart. The best uh, version of Bret Hart, in my opinion, and not because he hates America, just because, like, this was, like, his he was being, him, yeah, he was being himself, and that's when anybody. I think it was just that. like, I hate WWF, but I'm going to replace WWF with America, and boom, I got a character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but he's taking on newcomer, the Patriot, Del Wilkes. Um, apparently, the story with this is Del Wilkes just burst onto the scene and defeated Hart in a non-title match. So they said, you know what? You get a world title match. Fuck it. You know? I wish Kind of makes sense. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. But the these, days, these days, that don't happen. Where's Heath, where's Heath Slater's world title match for beating Seth Rollins that one time? Hmm? <laughs> you know? Happens in AEW. I will say they are pretty good with that. Um, but, uh, this, this is the match I, I just remember watching, uh, and like, I'm not usually a, a fan of, you know, arm bar as I like to call it wrestling and, you know, knee bar wrestling and shit like that. But this is one of the matches that like, I, I dug a lot and this is like up there with like, probably, you know, one of my favorite matches, one of the most underrated matches in my opinion, because everything's there, man. Like the crowd is firmly behind the Patriot. They hate Bret Hart. The announcing's there. Like fucking Patriot hits the Uncle Slam and Vince is selling it. Like fucking this is it, man. Patriot's gonna do it. Uncle Slam, the Patriot missile. Like you, you fucking believe that the Patriot's gonna walk out of fucking Louisville, Kentucky, and this American hero defeating Canada, defeating evil Bret Hart. It's all there, and it's a great match. I, I I mean, there's uh, there's nothing more I can say about this fucking five stars. Wow. Um, that Your I think is was, long. <laughs> that I think was one of Bret Hart's better promos. That one he did in the back about America and all that stuff. Like yeah. like we were saying, this Bret was on at this point. He was just he was so good. It's too bad that they couldn't figure out his contract because it really would have been interesting to see what would have happened to him come like when they actually hit the attitude area in 98 99 and stuff um it had a hot start uh i thought the uncle slam the name for the uncle slam is kind of gimmicky and stupid but whatever um matt should have been thrown out multiple times there were so many interference and so much like bullshit going on and fuckery it should have been thrown out so many times uh, oh, no, I we're, gonna like... talk about, we're gonna talk about the match being thrown oh, out yeah yeah <laughs> yeah uh, um, I feel like they kind of buried the Patriot here. I don't think they should have made him tap to the fucking, um, he didn't tap. I thought he did. No, he, yeah. just laid, no, he just laid there. Then all of a sudden the ref was like, that's it. It's over. That's it. Well, he say he gave up because the ref said he gave up. Oh, okay. He did still like he did give up. And I think that kind of buried him a little bit. I think because there was so much fuckery in the match, I don't think well, it really would have hurt Brett. They, they, you know, because at the time, Del Wilkes was really on a lot of drugs. And I think around that time, they found out about it. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, shit, we really shouldn't be, you know, hitching our wagon to this. Right. He probably would have been in that main event picture a little bit longer if they wouldn't have found that out. Yeah. And I think that he could have been. Or, oh, fuck, was it drugs or 
he had an injury, a nagging injury. I think Bruce Pitcher talked about it because I remember the term damaged goods being brought up. Uh, I think he was like pretty far into his career at this point. So I could see like a lot of nagging injuries from like, especially the matches that he had in Japan. But I know at one point uh, Del Wilkes, I know at one point Del Wilkes was on drugs too. So I don't know, maybe a combination of both when they found this out. I don't know. So that's probably why it looked like a burial. Did you catch when they were showing the video package of him in Japan, who was in one of those tag matches of who, uh, the Patriot. They were showing what? They were showing the like the video package, and uh, they had a match in Japan that they were showing. No, I didn't. Sabu. Oh shoot! He had no, a tag I match. I don't know who the other guys were, but Patriot was on one side and Sabu was on the other. I was like, well, that's weird. Um, yeah, I I gave it a three out of five. I honestly, I remembered this what? match being better. I remembered this match being better, but there was just there was too much Gaga. You know, and it's funny I say Gaga now. Well, we're going to get to some fucking Gaga, but <laughs> um, yeah, it, it didn't it didn't hit the same as it did the first time I watched it. Your Not a bad is, match, though. Your opinion is wrong. <laughs> match is incredible. Although I will say, yeah, there was a little bit too much outside interference and Vader attacking Bret Hart should have been a DQ, but as yeah. for like the in, like I said, it, it had it all. The crowd was firmly behind. Patriot, they hated Bret Hart. Vince McMahon just calling the moves like you fucking believe, man. Like fuck, you're like fuck. Patriot's gonna do it and shit. And, you know, it's fucking I love it. Um, I would have liked to see another match with those two with uh-huh. a little bit more and better build than just oh I beat Bret once. You know what I mean? Like yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of build to it other than that. So it's kind of like the um, oh, who was the fucking Japanese guy you wrestled the year before? It's not Haku. Fuck. Oh, Hakushi. Hakushi. Yes. Um, that that could have been a lot better than I think it was too, with a little bit more build. Because mm-hmm. he brought out like he did bring out the best in some guys that some other people couldn't. <clears throat> but yeah. And believe it or not, that was not the main event. The oh. main event being the first time ever meeting, at least on pay per view. Yeah. Uh, or on television, I should say, of Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels, the heartbreak kid. And Undertaker comes down to the ring, and right away, bam, we're down a ref. Yeah. Um, which, which that one I can buy, because the bell hadn't rang yet. Yeah, that's still kind of, I don't know. I, I can I, buy I, that one. I, I can wrap my head around that one. Okay? I suppose. You know, but... um. Uh, the match goes on uh, again. I didn't have a lot of notes for this. Uh, I really had to scribble these down today. Um, but like, there's like the scuffle at the end of the match. Um, and like literally undertaker has triple H up for a fucking tombstone. And Shawn Michaels walks over to him. Like he's going to grab triple H down and then literally turns around and walks away. And triple H, it's a fuck and triple H takes a tombstone. I laughed out loud. <laughs> I totally missed that spot. Yeah. Like, like when the, the, during the whole scuffle at the end and everything, like right. Triple H, Shawn Michaels and shit come down. Um, Triple H gets picked up for the fucking tombstone. Shawn Michaels walks over like he's going to save him, but then he turns around and goes back to, I think, hitting Earl Hebner or some shit like that. And then the taker just drops him with the tombstone. I'm like, you just let him take a tombstone like that? Like, you're not going to help your boy? Yeah, no shit. 
Um, and I then the other note I wrote down was how many refs have to die. Holy uh, fuck! At one point, Sean just like I think the ref was counting for him, and an Undertaker kicked out, and Sean just gets up and boots the ref in the head. I'm like, holy fuck! And then what I, the this fuck is, did he do to you? This line is what gave me the inspiration for a new game that we might debut in a couple weeks, and that was uh, this match had more ref bumps than a WoW pay per view. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Uh yeah, because like goddamn, there was four fucking referees. So three referees that got beat up. And finally, I, what killed me is that finally when the third the fourth ref came down, who was Tim White, he's the one that finally rang the bell and said, That's it, that's enough. I'm like, it took four refs? Yeah. After Sean's like literally you? just punching them in the face. <laughs> Holy like fuck. I said, I can wrap my head around the first one because the bell hadn't rung. So when the bell rings, they're like, okay, the match is on now. But then, like, yeah, Earl Hebner just gets kicked, thrown into the turnbuckle. The other ref, I think, I want to say it was Mike Kyoto. I could be wrong, you know. But he just gets yeah. the shit beat out of him. Oh, no. Uh, oh, yeah, the first ref was thrown over the top rope. But, again, before the bell. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's thrown over the top rope to the floor and everything. But then, finally, the fourth referee comes out, and he's like, that's it, DQ. I'm like, really? It took fucking four refs. To finally come out and call it DQ. Well, and so like here's the thing, right? You're you're they're attacking refs just point blank, nothing happens. Sean just punches a ref. Like mm-hmm. the next night on Raw, Sergeant Slaughter should come out and just be like, Okay, Sean, you're fucking suspended because you just beat well, the Sean, shit you're out fucking ref. fired. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then instead, so I, I I watched a little bit of the next night's Raw, and Sergeant Slaughter comes out, and he's just like, yeah, things got a little chaotic last night. That's not going to happen again. I'm like, wow, that's just fucking great job, Serge. <laughs> <laughs> just no repercussions for anybody. Just going to let them fucking do it. And like they're bringing out weapons, and the refs aren't fucking doing anything. I guess like if you if you saw you know a ref get punched in the head, are you really gonna take a chair away from Michaels? Probably not. But they Plus, just if you're a ref in the back, like who you know like if you're a ref like again, let's live in like we don't know wrestling's a workland. Um, like you're a referee in the back and you're watching this, like um, who wants to go out there? <laughs> not it. Yeah, not it. Mm-mm. Tim White's like fuck. If I go out there though, I'm calling a DQ. Yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna call a DQ and run. <laughs> yeah, you know. I but, did like uh, the end of it where they had all the the wrestlers coming out trying to break it up because it did turn into that chaotic like yeah. fucking battle. But that made sense to me. But there was so much in this match that was just unrealistic and would just get thrown out anywhere. Like it was just fucked. It was a far cry from what would WrestleMania 25 would be. It's also uh, a kind of a caveat to like what would happen the next two years with like Rock and Austin, Triple H and Undertaker, where they'd have those like chaotic brawls at the beginning of matches, right? Mm-hmm. Like that, this was probably the first big one, but it just it felt like it went off the rails and a little too far. They had to dial that back a little bit, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I don't know, just given the participants involved, and just because it made me fucking laugh out loud at one point when. Triple H just let his boy take a fucking tombstone. Like, when he was right there to help him. And one thing, Shawn Michaels was down and everything, but he's looking right at him and just turned around and went to go do something else and just let him take a tombstone. Uh, I gave it three stars. This was also Shawn at, like, his worst. 
you know what I mean? Like this was when he was really starting to get all strung out on drugs and shit. Mm -hmm. And the attitude was really coming out and he was becoming a shithead. Especially that like interview that he did beforehand was just like fucking what a prissy little prick. Um, yeah, this was, I don't even know if you could call this a match. This was more just an angle. And of all the matches they have, this is probably the least talked about. And I think there's a reason why, do you know, I want to say that they've only had really five televised matches. Is that true? I have no idea. Cause there was the bad blood, hell in a cell. Mm-hmm. There was the Royal Rumble fucking casket match. Mm-hmm. And then there was the two at WrestleMania one year after the other. I'm sure there had to be some on like a Raw or something. Somewhere. I don't think so, because unless they were like before Sean left. Oh, Royal Rumble. Yeah, I said Royal Rumble. No, I mean, when they were the final two in the Rumble. No, that doesn't count. I yeah, mean, like a one on one match. Fuck off. Um. All right, we're done with this conversation. If we're going to get rude. <laughs> you know, I got called a rude asshole the other day. By a customer? Uh, Sort of, yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> Nobody ever calls me a rude asshole. It actually means it's so. This is no, great. wait, no, wait. No, no, we're we're going to take a time out here. No, wait, I got to hear this. What would you do? Oh, just this woman was like just not letting me answer her questions she just kept like hammering more and more questions and then she accused me of like not responding and being rude and i'm like you're not giving me a chance to respond <laughs> you can't oh, just so she was with... being the bitch yeah oh okay good 100 100 uh i thought maybe you actually did something like no i, I might have got a little um like sit down and shut up <laughs> all right now I'm... one your heater will be fixed <laughs> I might have got a little uppity after she said that, but I was just like, fuck, can I just get out of this situation, please? Um, anyways, uh, yeah, I gave this. I'll fix uh, your this... fucking heater for free if you shut up. <laughs> I think uh, other than the Royal Robo match, this is the one I've seen the most because this is on um, another DVD I have. I think it's like uh, something about uh, the Dawn of Attitude. That's what it's called. Um uh. Yeah, and this match was was on that. And, that makes um, sense. It does. It really does. So I think this, uh, other than the Royal Rumble match, is probably the one that I've seen the most. The the casket match. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I gave it. I gave it a two out of five. It was just. It was a little too chaotic to really pay attention to, and it felt more like an angle than a match, which it really was to set up their Hell in a Cell match at Bad Blood. But yeah. So, on a scale of 1 to 10, what do we give In Your House Ground Zero? You know, it was a mixed bag, and uh, I think mostly the retro pay-per-views do a better rating than this from me, but um, I gave it a 6 out of 10. I gave it a 7. Because the only match that really really missed for me was fucking the light heavyweight title match, and it probably would have did, not light heavyweight title, but the light heavyweight match, and it probably would have did better if Putsky didn't blow out his fucking... You know, put his kneecap in his fucking thigh. Yeah. You know? Um, and, uh, you know, if I, and Pillman and Gold does, it wasn't a bad match. It just, you know, I've, I've seen better opening matches. You know, I mean, two and three quarter star, I mean, ain't terrible. I mean, it could be better. You know, but the minis match just shocked me. Yeah. Because once it, once they said, oh, we're going to see the minis in action, I was just like, Jesus Christ, it's going to be a max. Piss break. Match. <laughs> yeah, I thought, and I knew it was Max Mini. 
Yeah. Because yeah. I remember him being around at that time, too. I was like, Jesus Christ, a Max Spinny match. I don't want to watch this. But then I ended up fucking loving it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was the numbness on my hand that was doing it. I don't know. You know, but I ended up fucking loving it. And, of course, Bret Hart and Patriots, like, again, I think it's such an underrated match. When people talk about, like, some of the best world title matches, this one never gets talked about. I think it's fucking fantastic, you know. Again, it's like the same reason we talk about Undertaker and Jeff Hardy in that ladder match. Talk about, you know, climb the ladder, kid. Makers, you know. And then plus there's that moment where Jeff Hardy, you know, reaches up and actually touches the world title. And you believe in that moment that he's going to become world champion. Then bam, bam, there's the chair shot and it's over. And like that, this match had those moments in there for me where it's just like, fuck, Patriot's actually going to fucking do it. And of course he doesn't, you know, so that's why I love that match so much. Um, so, yeah, right. I'm gonna, I'm, I got to go seven on that one. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. So that was our review of in your house ground zero next week we will be doing um ow, ow, ow. uh we will be doing <laughs> we'll be, <laughs> shut up we'll be doing uh aew double or nothing and night of champions mm-hmm. and nxt battleground <laughs> i don't even know who wrestles in nxt anymore other than Braun breaker carmelo hayes uh, I was actually just about to say him. Isn't he the um, NXT champion right now? He is. Ah, yes. True, true, true. Yeah, there you go. Plus, uh, Tiffany Stratton and Leah, Val- Leah Valkyra for the women's title. Oh, Cora Jade's still there, too. Yep, she lost in the semifinals of the tournament. But I heard about that. Yeah, that's the only reason I know she's still there. <laughs> um, what else were they having there? Oh, yeah, uh, Dijak, as he's known as now. Dijak. Oh, yeah. And- Dijak and Ilya Dragunov in a last man standing match. For what? What do you mean for what? Well, there's no title on the line. Do they have some like blood feud going they have on? Yeah, blood feud. Yeah, blood feud. All right. Yeah. Um. And what's the North American title? I, fuck, I can't remember who the North American champion is right now. Well, certainly not Roddy Strong. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see um who debuted on Dynamite? I know, right? I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> He was my favorite wrestler. I idolized him. You did? You wrestled nothing like him. Dude, I'm like, when did I ever see you point to the fucking sky? And yeah. Just... <laughs> it was so random. It was just really random. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, plus they're going to do Noam Dar versus Dragon Lee for the uh, NXT Heritage Cup. That's still a thing, eh? Yeah, they brought it back. Because Noam why? Dar... Noam Dar was off TV for a while, so he brought yeah. back the Heritage Cup, and it's going to be under British British rounds. Then there's going to be uh, um, Wesley versus Tyra Bate versus Joe Gacy in a triple threat match. For what? For the North American title. Oh, okay. Well, at least it's for a championship. I hate it when they just do triple threat matches to do a triple threat match. It's like, what the fuck? And then it's going to be Gallus versus the Creed Brothers in their like, 97th tag team title match that they've had. To be fair, I have never seen those two go at it, so. Yeah, there we go. So, yeah, let's let's do Battleground and AEW Double or Nothing. Let's no. change it up. No. What? Come on. Be a team no. player. No. Be a team player. No. Give me what I want. <laughs> Give me what I want. Give me what I want. Give me what I want. No. Give me what I want. Hey, you know, um, that bet that Nick and I have going on ends at Double or Nothing as well. Uh, you know, they were talking about bringing him in, bringing in Goldberg, but uh, you know, I don't think it's going to happen now. No, I don't think it is either. I think he's going to fucking lose up. that. 
Unless he shows up at fucking double. If he shows up at double or nothing, does it count? Yeah, yeah, that's oh, like the the cutoff. That's okay. Cutoff. I didn't know if it was like before double or nothing. No, no, no. no I said double or nothing because I don't think if he doesn't show up by double or nothing, I don't think there's any plans for him. Did you could could you imagine if he just came out at the end of the fucking fatal four way match or whatever a fucking spear M- MJF? Yeah, but putting MJF over Goldberg would be kind of cool. It would be. I don't know how they do it, but it would be cool. Well, I don't see, think they would. See, first you would have to have Goldberg on his shoulders, and then the idea is to have the referee count one, two, three. Wow. So then you put you put yeah. MJF in a match against is that, Goldberg. Is that how it works? And then, well, you just asked how. It's <laughs> not what I meant. Don't ask me stupid questions if you don't want stupid answers, okay? Fair enough. Fair enough. Anyway, now we're going to move on to our segment, which is today in wrestling history. Which uh, this week so, in wrestling history? This week, yeah, whatever, whatever today, the fuck today. it's called. Last week it was today in wrestling history. Now we're back to this week in wrestling history. Yeah, it changes your, every do, week. Do your goddamn segment. <laughs> All right, so I did get I did get three this week, and one is for today when this podcast comes out. So <clears throat> first one, it, it might be out tonight, considering the time we're making here. Shit. Well, fuck, I do have one for today as well. May there 20. we go. Um. But yesterday, May 24th, uh, 1973, Harley Race defeats Story Funk Jr. to become NWA World Heavyweight Champion for the first time. Uh, amazingly, at age uh, 83, Dory Funk Jr. still trains future professional wrestlers and only retired from in-ring competition in 2020. The which fuck? is fucking, yeah, it's mind-boggling. <clears throat> I don't yeah, know how many yeah, matches Har- Harley, Harley, Race is, Harley Race is one of the old-school guys, you know, one of them armbar type of guys that, like, I actually enjoy. Yeah, well, he's he's he was a man's man. He was a tough guy, you know. Um, I think you could enjoy Dory Funk too. And I I don't remember what pay per view it was, but we were trying to watch that one. Um, uh, it wasn't. Oh, really... yeah, the World Wrestling Legends. Yeah. Yeah, and like it cut off at the match that Dory Funk was in, and it was actually it was looking pretty good. It was a tag match, and it was a pretty good match. I was like, damn, because I haven't seen a lot of Dory Funk either, but. Yeah, Other for those of you well, listening at home, we were going to review this uh, show that Brian Zane, I got the idea from Brian Zane, and it was uh, World Wrestling Legends, and it was the it was the show that was famous for Chris Canyon, com- you know, officially coming out as gay. It was always speculated, but that was the show where he officially came out as gay. Uh, so we're like, yeah, fuck, let's review that. But apparently it was missing like three of the matches. So I was just like, fuck it, if we're going to review it, I want to review the whole show. So then we switched. I don't even think it had we- the Chris Canyon part in it either. I think it did. Maybe it did. Maybe I, yeah. it did, and I just didn't finish it because. Yeah, because we were just like, all right, if it doesn't have the whole show, fuck it. So we switched to something else that week. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then it. today, as we record, May twenty fifth, twenty nineteen, AEW presents Double or Nothing, their very first official pay per view. Highlights include Chris Jericho beating uh, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks beating the Lucha Bros for the AAA Tag Team Titles, and Cody beating Dustin. In the brother versus brother match, which wasn't that when Mox debuted too? Uh, I think he debuted after the Kenny Omega match. Yeah, because he beat the shit out of Omega. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I still think that the Cody and Dustin feud was probably one of the best feuds they've ever done in a. That was a great match. I will get. And that was a very good match and a very good package too. I fucking love that song. I still have it on my Spotify. Shoes by the Enable Band. It's a country song. I'm not a big. Wasn't the uh? Wasn't the Triple A title? Wasn't that a ladder match? 
Yeah, I believe it was. It was. Uh, I believe it was a ladder match. Yeah. Yeah, because that's when, I, if I'm not mistaken, that's when Penta did a, uh, a Canadian destroyer through a table off the ladder, and I was just like, "This is insane." <laughs> this is what I was still like looking forward to AEW. Not that I don't entirely now, but I, I had a different opinion on it then. So I don't remember that match specifically, but I do remember Cody and Dustin. I remember Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho. Maybe that should be our next retro pay per view review. That doesn't feel retro enough yet. I don't know. I guess we did Black <laughs> Flash 2016, so. Yeah, that was Anyways, your pick, by the way. That was my pick, and I, I enjoyed, like, one or two matches on it. <laughs> uh, and then tomorrow, May 26th, 1987. Now, this is the way it was written, and I'm pretty sure this is fucking wrong. In one of the most high-profile events of kayfabe being broken, Nikolai Volkov and Hacksaw Jim Duggan were arrested whilst driving in New Jersey yeah. for spec. Yeah, it's fucking Iron Cheek, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why it was Nikolai Volkov. Anyways, um, Iron Cheek and Hacksaw were arrested whilst driving in New Jersey for suspected possession of drugs and drinking whilst driving. The kicker was the two were feuding at the time, and when the news made headlines across the U.S., uh, the face for seal dynamic was shattered. As a result, both men were fired. Both returned to the company within 12 months fucking huge at the time now it's yeah because like, people were just like what yeah Why are they traveling together if they hate each other yeah that doesn't make <clears throat> sense they should be killing each other on the side of the road exactly you know yeah <laughs> but now I they, now wish... they're friends see that'd be a great way to cover that though is that like just you know do a segment on like i don't know piper's pit at the time where like now they're fucking buddies <sighs> they got into drugs after work and they're like <laughs> yeah well maybe not that far but like you know <laughs> we were driving down the road like, all high out there like i heard you two were on the road driving when you two were supposed to be enemies you know and then she's like hacksaw jim duggan my best friend now i took you know i don't know fucking yeah i <laughs> sorry i slammed my hand down when i did that shit I think it would have been a strange turn of events, but I feel like that's really the only way you could save it, mm -hmm. you know, and it might have helped them. But I mean, neither of them had bad careers after that. I mean, Iron Sheik went on to get hired by WCW and fucking not do anything for two years and still get paid. So <laughs> couldn't have been that bad. Yeah, Hacksaw, Jim Duggan. you know, uh, Hacksaw went to WCW, became a United States champion, became a janitor, yeah. became the TV title <laughs> champion. I mean, he also had some shots at the world title when uh, the Giant had it, but yeah, he he he. I mean, he kept around, right? He probably made some money off. He probably made good money off fucking WCW. I'll bet he had one of those double, uh, Turner uh, contracts instead of a WCW contract. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Plus, he's um, kicked cancer's ass twice. Then he's just a badass. He fucking. Somebody, I mean, that's badass. You kick cancer twice, you know. And somebody like broke into his home like a year ago or something, and he fucking fought him off too. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Luke Gehrig died of fucking Luke Gehrig's disease. How the fuck did you not see that one coming, you know? Wow. There ain't no Good fucking one. Hacksaw Jim Duggan disease, let me tell you that much, man. That's true. That's how Hacksaw Jim Duggan is the disease, in a good way. <laughs> 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 All right, so now we're moving on to our vintage pick of the week. Oh, uh, yeah, no after game this week, because, um, you know, yeah, whatever. Um, 
but our Vince's Big of the Week is usually a, a match, a show, you know, promo, fucking something, video package. Could be anything, whatever we find that's wrestling related that we think that you guys should go look up and watch. So, Shelby, what's your Vintage Pick of the Week? This is kind of a series of matches. Um, I thought they had three. There's only two on the network, but I think there might be a third one. Uh, Superstar Billy Graham versus Dusty Rhodes. Uh, they had a singles match. These were all in 1977. Uh, yeah. September was the first one, and uh, October was the second. And October was a Texas death match. And they're both really good matches, and they show you, like, who Dusty and, and Billy Graham were at that time. Dusty was like half the size that he would be like 10 years later when he was working for fucking Crockett. So pretty cool. Pretty cool. All right. And my Vince's pick of the week is going to be the entire first season of WrestleLicious. Shelby? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I, okay. I, just, I was going to, I was just waiting for a reaction. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I actually went with a classic. This is actually like my gateway. And I mean, I've always seen Japan wrestling and I've seen some here and there, but I never was really like, eh, whatever. But this match actually was just like, wow, this shit can actually be really entertaining. And that's Omega versus Okada one. Mm. Cause that was Let's... a match. So like, yeah, I heard it happen, but then people online just kept talking about like, Oh, Omega and Okada, Omega and Okada, Omega. I'm like, fuck, I'm going to watch this match. See if it's any good. And it was, it was fucking incredible. Um, and it's kind of like my introduction to Kenny Omega as well. That's the one that he lost, right? Yes. Because he faced him twice, and I think he beat him the second time. No, I think Omega won this one and lost the next two. Okay, that could be. I don't remember. I do I do remember watching at least one of those matches. I think my yeah. first one was um, Jericho and Omega. Alpha and Omega. Yeah, that was a good one. Oh. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, but there's the bell, so we know what that means. That signifies this special edition of the Three Way Dance Wrestling Podcast. Sans Nick, uh, but Nick also will not be here next week, as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, because that's what because you were going to be gone last week, and we said screw it, we'll take a break. Um, so yeah, it will be me and Shelby reviewing AEW Double or Nothing and NXT Battleground. No. So, Come on. No. Don't do it for me. Do it for the listeners. I'm I'm not doing it for me. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm not doing it for me. Do it for the listeners. No, I'm not doing it for me. <laughs> we'll figure this out later. Um <laughs> so yeah, until next We figured week, it out. We'll figure it out. We figured it out. No, no, no we'll figure it out. We'll, no, we we'll figured do. it out. All right, fine. We'll do we'll we'll do um uh, AEW Double or Nothing and NXT Battleground. How about that? No. All right. That's exactly uh, what you just said before. <laughs> Same AE, thing. AEW Battleground. Or AEW Battleground. Fuck. AEW Double or Nothing and the first episode of Last of Us. How about that? <laughs> no. Man, you suck. That's a All right. So podcast. for Shelby, for Shelby, I am the artist version one. Until next week, be breezy. <laughs>